Atomic Blonde podcast may contain adult subject content. I'd like to advise my viewers prior to any episode. Stay hot. The book says in a situation like this, have something to drink. Here goes. Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. That's Dead right. right, if the head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been school since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who do something to us? Talk go through us. Girls walk to us, wanna do us, screw us, who us? Yeah, Papa and Pump. <laughs> Close like Starsky and Hutch, stick to clutch. Yeah, I squeeze three at your cherry M3. Bang every MC Take easily. Take easily. Uh-huh. Recently, niggas frontin' ain't saying nothing, so I just speak. Keep my peace, keep my peace, Cubans with the Jesus peace, with you. my peace, packing, asking who want it, they got it, nigga flaunt it, that Brooklyn bullshit, we on it. Okay, so hey guys, welcome to the Atomic Blonde Podcast, this is episode 11, and I am joined with my special guest, Danny, all the way from Canada. So hello, Danny, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me. No problem, I'm super excited to talk with you. So how is Canada? How is everything going up there? Uh, the weather's been fluctuating between really heavy snow and everything melting and being warm. Like two days ago, we had a lot of snow. Now it's really warm up that we can wear sweaters, but I have a feeling it's going to become frozen over again very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't make up its mind. I think the weather's pretty much bipolar everywhere. And not to like say that in a bad terminology, but. Mm-hmm. Same here. Like, it's hot one day. Like, I'm in Texas. It's hot one day, and then it cools down, and then it, like, torrential downpours, and then it gets cold again. So, I mean, it's really hard to – I think our whole world is off kilter. Well, yeah, especially after last year, it would be off. I know. (laughs) So, I think our weather is kind of having a moment, too, now. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I think you told me earlier when we were chatting, like, are you guys back in lockdown now, or – we are. We were told to be in a mandatory uh, 30-day lockdown because our case okay. is kept rising. Oh, so wow. on Christmas, on not Christmas Day, on the twenty, on the twenty-six at twelve oh one a.m., we went on a mandatory lockdown. So not thirty days, but like twenty-eight, because we are coming out of lockdown on January twenty-fourth. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that they'll extend it? Um. I think so. They might because our cases are still rising and we've been in lockdown now for a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to happen down here again, too. Um, I mean, most, some places are kind of still fluctuating back and forth, you know, between mm-hmm. like being locked down or semi open. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a couple friends that live in, live in Florida, and, I mean, they're just gung-ho. They're doing whatever they want down there. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty much free. North America just needs to, like, settle down more. Because Australia, I mean, they just have a couple cases now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they yeah. were, like, zero case yeah. for three months. You know, to be honest, I think certain countries have been more in tune to just um, consideration for others. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say that... To some degree, I support, you know, limiting certain things and making sure that people are protected. Um, So, you know, here, like, I kind of fluctuate on those thoughts. But at the same time, I feel like 
you know, if you're going to go out and do your, if you're going to go out and do things or we're not as restricted, you need to be mindful and in tune of the people around you that, you know, it may not affect you as much, but it could affect that person next to you. So I will say from living here and nothing Mm -hmm. against my country, but we need to be more mindful. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We do. So, um, how's your week been? Um, it's been up and down. I gotta say it's been like, I had really good days, some really bad days. My new puppy chewed on one of my favorite stuffed animals that I sleep with a lot. And I was like, that's nice. That was a very hard day, which was two days ago. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. I mean, I've just been in the house because of lockdown. So yeah, it's always hard when your dog chews up something that you really like. I've had I've had a couple things of mine in my histories with my dogs. Um, I've had a pair of mm-hmm. shoes that you couldn't find anywhere else. Like they were one time only these like beautiful oh. red heels and they had like a silver um, stiletto on them. And like, there was only like so many of them made and yes. you couldn't find them ever again. And my dog chewed it up. <laughs> and it was yeah. just so- <laughs> like my feel Frank, my boyfriend kept yet when it all happened, he was trying to find a replacement. Uh-huh. They don't make many more. And he's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't find them. Yeah. So I will say with her though, after I had a stern talk with her, this was years ago when she was still a puppy, <laughs> she never chewed my shoes again after that. <laughs> so I hope she doesn't chew anything like she's in her teething stage. So that's why like we did we did tell her no and everything, but she's teething. Her teeth, we can feel her teeth coming in, so I can't blame her. Yeah. What as type of dog is it? Um, she's a lab shepherd husky mix. Okay. Yeah. My, um, one of my dogs has a little bit of husky in them, and they are just, they can be kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to Great Danes, so I'm used to the lazy dogs, but at the same time, my old Great Dane, uh, I believe it was Apollo. Yeah. He ate the couch, so. I'd rather a stuffed animal get destroyed than the couch. Yeah. Great Danes are special dogs. <laughs> they're great. Like, they may not live long, but, like, they're the most gentle dog you'll ever meet. They're so, I love them. And they just, like, I can never own one. Yeah. Because they live too. They don't live long, but. Yeah. That's the really sad thing with them because I've known some people that have had Great Danes and, like, they love them. And they're like, they're the best dogs and the best companions, but their life expectancy, it's heartbreaking for those people because they don't get to keep them that long. And yeah. that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it really I had now like five Danes die, all from cancer. It wasn't like natural. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. We got a postcard because we had litters with our one, with her two dogs. Um, she's now 12. So she outlived her parents, but like, she's still kicking it. We're like, good for you, Lola. Yeah. Yay for mm-hmm. Lola. <laughs> I know. Lola's a champion. We love Lola. Yeah. Okay. So my week, um, my week's been, I don't know. Like I talked a little, I talked with you a little bit about just like kind of how today has been kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my last week has just been mm, not my favorite. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really going to talk a lot about that because I'm not going to go into negative town cause I will go there. So, um, I'm just going to skip that portion there, but, um, 
completely fine. Yeah. No one wants to go to negative town sometimes. It doesn't bring up good feelings. Uh-uh, it doesn't. Okay. So we're going to start off our podcast. We do a mindful moment, which I think is really good um, just to kind of collect ourselves and, you know, kind of center. And so I wanted to um, read a quote first, and then I was going to read a little um, mindful moment. So this was something for me I looked at today. I like to look up stuff when I'm having like anger or frustration and I've been in that place this past couple days. So this is a really good quote. It says anger is a natural defense against pain. So when you think about it, like anger being a natural defense against pain, when we're hurt or we're suffering or we're struggling, anger is kind of a natural defense that our body does. So Mm-hmm. You know, having that clarity for me of like, why am I so angry right now? Why am I so like bitter that I just want to like scream? But then it's like, it's coming from a place of, I've been dealing with some frustrations. I've been dealing with chronic illness and chronic pain and just other things that have been going on in my life that it's hard to not have that reaction of anger there because you get angry. And so I wanted to kind of, you know, clarify that. And then I found this really good statement. It says, you don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It makes you human. And so for me, that's another good, you know, statement and this moment because a lot of times we start to beat ourselves up. Like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Why is, you know, everything seeming like it's falling apart, but that's life. You know, we have those emotions, we have those moments. And I think if we become more aware of it, we can, we can like truck through it a little bit easier. So what do you think about that? That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I did last like month and a half. I've just been like, even my mom, she's like, why are you so snappy today? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just in a mood. And I realized that after you just said that, it, it made sense. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been, like, not mentally, like, the best in the last couple weeks. I'm like, that's probably why I've been so mad at everybody. Yeah. So that just made a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, your, I mean, your, mental, your, um, your mental and your physical play a tremendous role in your emotions. And, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's really hard because sometimes I'm kind of one of those people that I get a little bit more on um, when I'm really like angry or frustrated or bitter, I become kind of sarcastic. And so sometimes I come off, sometimes I come off rude, but I'm really trying to just be sarcastic to like make myself more like cynical, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So um, I've had to try to, I've had to try to like work on that for myself because if I don't, I'm just gonna, I'm going to be so cynical. People are going to be like, oh my goodness. (laughs) No, I mean, I just snap. Like if I'm in, if I'm not happy at like, if I'm just angry at like life and someone's trying to ask me a question, I get instantly annoyed and how I answer them. I don't mean to come from like a nasty place, but how it comes out does not sound the nicest. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to tell them that the next day. I'm like, I didn't mean to come from a nasty place. I just didn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. But I find that when I'm really, really upset, like I will just go into like a room upstairs and pet my cats. They help me out a lot. I'll just sit there and pet them. And then I feel better after like 20 minutes and I go downstairs. 
Yeah. Animals are great therapy companions, I think. Whether you have dogs, mm-hmm. cats, whatever, you know, whatever type of animal, they definitely um, do. Like yesterday I was feeling so bad and my one dog, my bigger dog that I have, his name's Herman. And um, I was just like, I, I didn't want to get out of bed yet. And I was in just really like in just a really sad and like painful and just a place. And I just like, you know, petted my bed for him to jump up there and like lay with me. And as soon as he did, like it just kind of like eased my comfort levels down. And I just, it was just really, mm-hmm. it's really comforting to know that like animals have that effect on people. Um, because you know, oh, yeah. it, it's great. It's really great that we have them. I mean, even just like taking your dog to go get like a puppuccino or something, you see the people instantly cheer up at work and you're like, yes, I just made those people's day from them seeing my dog. Yes. My Maltese used to love going with me to get those little puppuccinos. She just thought it was just like mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I made McDonald's do it too. And now my dog, like Willow, she's only three months. So she expects anytime she sees like a plastic cup, it, she thinks it's whipped cream. And we're like, no, no, there's not whipped cream in every cup you're going to see, honey. <laughs> Oh, that is so cute. So tell me some things you're loving this week. Um, well, I'm loving that I've been eating more of a vegan diet for 30 days, and I just started out on January 1st. That's awesome. And I just, yeah, it's just, it's more so to see health benefits from it. Not so much like reason why most people go vegan. It's just to see how our bodies, me and my boyfriend's body reacts. I mean, re- I only started it because he asked me to because he wanted to try going vegan and he didn't want me to sit there and eat something that he likes in front of him he's like can you please do this with me and I was like I guess I'll do it with you but it's been really fun and I found out that a lot of the beyond like meatballs and stuff taste really they good. do better than normal they meatballs. do yeah they, they do. really do um I do eat some um I do eat some meat on occasion I don't do any red meat um I've yeah it just doesn't my body doesn't digest and process it well so i don't really I stay no most people yeah. they don't really believe that so I'm like really doesn't sit well with you to eat a lot of it Mm-mm. so I pretty much stay away from that altogether but um for the most part like I eat a lot of um gluten-free and vegan dishes and it's something that I've done not only for my health but I've done it because I just feel better when I eat that type of food over yeah. stuff that like I don't know where it's been and I don't you know like I like to know where my eggs come from I like to know where you know mm-hmm. everything's coming from because um I kind of want to know what I'm putting in my body no yeah I, I noticed that like because I haven't been uh like drinking dairy because I only I love milk that's like a big thing for me that's been hard but uh I don't feel as bloated I'm like oh that's nice feeling that milk's not making me feel bad anymore. Oh, yes. I think I was slightly lactose intolerant and I didn't realize, but. Oh. And then um, the only thing, like even before going uh, vegan, I didn't eat very much meat. I think the only thing I eat a lot of is sushi. I love fish. That's the main thing that I've been eating. And that's what I've been craving ever since I started it. And I'm like, well, I might get it after 30 days. We'll f- see how I feel about it in 30 days. But yeah, I don't really eat a lot of like red meat either it was mainly sushi or chicken but that's because I was trying to diet when I was working out and I needed a lot of protein and chicken was just the best source of like no calories oh yeah chicken chicken or turkey is great for like lean protein Mm -hmm. it's so good I love fish but I can't do sushi I just can't I just can't (laughs) (laughs) 
a lot my parents can't either when I bring it home I'm like mm, that's somewhere else I'm like fair enough I used to not and then I just tried some and I was like you know this tastes good with the soy sauce they give you and all my friends eat sushi and I'm like this is nice we just all eat it I try not to eat it in front of my parents it's not for everybody yeah. my one friend can't do it so she always orders the strawberry rolls or like the California rolls that have no fish in it. She'll just sit there and eat those. I just don't, I, I just don't know what it, I just, I, I just don't know what it is because it, it's been something with me my whole life with like any type of like food that like, I mean, besides like salads, like, I mean, I love salads and I'll eat like raw vegetables all day. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like any type of protein meat or anything like that, the thought of it, being raw. The thought of it being alive makes me feel like Mm -hmm. horrible about eating it. Or if it's not cooked, I just, I, it's something like more so. You feel it's just cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so like you just killed it. Yes. Kind of, kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of just feel, I, I don't, that's kind of the feeling exactly. I just feel that this isn't right. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) no, I totally get that. Blue steak. I'm like, that's not cooked. <laughs> like, I look at them. Disgusting. <laughs> Don't eat that. Because even at uh, sushi places, they slice up raw like like wagyu is very uh-huh. big in like Japan. They'll slice up raw beef. It's really mm-hmm. expensive steak to begin with, but it's just pure raw beef. And I'm like, why are you eating that? So I understand where you're coming from because that's how I feel when people eat beef raw. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please, I can don't. never do that. And then, and I, I just. I just don't. I just don't. And then there's like this new thing. I don't know if you've heard about it or whatever, but it's like some somewhere, like I don't know what country, but it's been like in social mm-hmm. media and like on the, like the news and different things. But there's like a new fad where people are eating like raw chicken. And <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just uh-uh. like, are you? That gives you some. I'm like, are you serious? Because I've. I have, I have actually, I have a horror story. So I actually have went to a restaurant and it was this place here in mm-hmm. Houston. I'm not going to say the name because I don't like to badmouth people or, or yeah. businesses. Um, but mm-hmm. there was this, there's this dish that they had and it was basically like this chicken salad. And like, I love like chicken salad that has like veggies and like chicken and like cranberries and all that kind of stuff in there. And they made a really good chicken salad. Well, I don't know who made the chicken salad that day, but when I got my chicken salad, there was raw pieces of chicken in it, and I had already took a bite of it, and Mm. I was sicker than a dog for, like, 24 hours, and, like, I cannot. (laughs) You probably suck. I can't. It's really hard for me to eat chicken salad now. (laughs) No, that was uh, my mom with, I mean, I will say the name because I was so shocked, but it was my oh, mom gosh, with Taco Bell. <laughs> she, I know we haven't really eaten. I haven't really eaten there since this happened. This was like years ago too, but she ordered like a crunch wrap or whatever she eat and a huge piece of plastic, like, oh. like from like a packet or something was in there and she just pulled it out of her mouth and I was like, ah, that's not supposed no. to be in there. <laughs> and it was like, so sick she's like that's disgusting it didn't help that there was also like hair in there too and uh-uh, I was like yeah no, no more talking no. about it. I just and you know a lot of people so here's one thing too with what you're saying there and my experience I've had 
I kind of take a positive away from this pandemic is that people are more careful in restaurants now. I've noticed that because they're, you know, they wear gloves, they're washing more, mm-hmm. they're preparing the food better. There's new protocols that have been put in. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, people should have been doing this years, for years, um, you know, caring yeah. about the quality of um, how food's prepared and handled, you know, because mm-hmm. – but yeah, but I don't know who's eating raw chicken, but if someone's listening and you're eating raw chicken, stop. <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. That is how you get salmonella. Like I know I just found out the other day that a lot of uh, people have been eating raw egg whites, mm-hmm. like how people do the raw eggs, but they just eat mm-hmm. egg whites because there's a flavor to it. And I was like, I don't know if that's how you get salmonella, but I was like, like for me, I'll overcook my chicken. Me too. I'm scared of it being raw. I'm like, I don't know. I'll overcook it and it's yeah. dry. I'm like, it's better than raw. We are a lot alike because <laughs> I'm like that too. And I've never gotten people who eat raw eggs either. I love eggs. It's a staple in my diet, me being kind of mm-hmm. vegan vegetarian. Like I love eggs. Um, but yeah. uh, people who well, can like crack those eggs, you, put them yeah. in, a, in a like glass of orange juice or whatever, I cannot. <laughs> Can't. No. But speaking about – um restaurants with the gloves my only thing is I noticed one they don't change their gloves very often but I don't see the new sanitizer on their gloves I'm like it's kind of the same I'm not wearing gloves if you don't wear this because I know when I worked at um LCBO which is in Ontario we have one kind Mm -hmm. of liquor store that's run by the Mm -hmm. government and it's called the LCBO and I wore rubber gloves and I after each person I kept putting sanitizer on it and my friend was like why are you doing that? I'm like, well, there's no point of gloves if you're not going to sanitize anytime you touch something with the glove. Like, it, it stays on there. And I'm like, please, I'm hoping they all use sanitizer, but I feel like some people aren't. That's my only thing with restaurants. They're like, I try not, well, it's yeah. nice being vegan because I'm not eating out anymore. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. I'm making my own food. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of home cooking myself. There's been an occasional where I've gotten things out, but then I like put it in the I put it in the microwave for like 20 seconds, and I'm like, bye, germs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) my big Starbucks. I can't. I keep going to the drive-through Starbucks. Like, I just need. What's your favorite type of frappuccino? The vanilla bean, and it actually tastes really good with oat milk, which I found out. Oat milk's really good. Like two days ago, so you should just get it. It is, yeah. Especially when it's unsweetened. I noticed that I tastes better than the sweetened almond milk too. Because I'm a big almond milk drinker. And I started out with a sweet. And then one time mm-hmm. I got the unsweetened by accident. And I actually prefer it with less sugar. I actually think it tastes better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the alternative milks taste better unsweetened. I think when you put the sweet stuff in it, it just makes it not what That's it awesome. should be. So some things I'm loving this week I just watched a movie last night called Tammy and the T-Rex have you seen it by chance I haven't either I haven't even heard I of haven't that. either no, that sounds so, I've never seen this movie it was made in 1994 and it has Paul Walker has mm-hmm. baby Paul Walker in it from Varsity Blues and then it has um, Denise Richards yeah. in it as well and basically I haven't quite finished it because I I'm really bad at finishing movies because I get too tired. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to watch the rest tomorrow. So I'll finish mm-hmm. it later. But basically what I've watched so far is Paul Walker is this guy dating this girl, Denise Richards. And Denise Richards has this crazy 
ex-boyfriend who has like a gang and they basically kidnap Paul Walker, take him to like this animal wildlife place and leave him where he gets attacked by like a lion. And then he's in the hospital and he ends up dying in the hospital. And then like this mad scientist who's trying to bring this like T-Rex robot thing he built to life takes his body implants his brain into the T-Rex and then Paul Walker is now the (laughs) T-Rex and he goes back and avenges the people that killed him and he basically goes and finds Tammy and that's as far as I've gotten but it's really cute and um yeah it's it's just you should watch it it's very different it's very different um it's I'm definitely but gonna look it up. I yeah. really am liking it so far. And it's so funny because it was in 1994, mm-hmm. but um, there are two people in the film that were in Napoleon Dynamite, too. So, and it's really weird because it's oh. like, <laughs> you know, Pedro, who played Napoleon's friends in Napoleon Dynamite, but then he's also in this movie from 1994. So that means when he played Pedro, he was like in his 30s. <laughs> so. It's just crazy. so. Mm-hmm. I know it amazes me when I find out I know. some actors. I'm like, you're not a I teenager. And, and then I've been eating a lot of like trail mix, and I found a new trail mix I like. It's got papaya, cranberry, coconut in it, and it's really good. So, Ooh. yeah, those are the things I'm loving that this week. Really so, is there anybody special you're loving this week? Inspirations? Anything? Inspiration wise, probably just. My friend Amanda and my boyfriend, those two have just been very, very happy with the whole lockdown going on. And my friend is just like reaching new goals mentally for herself. And I'm like, you know, that's very inspiring. She's had some, she has a lot, she has a lot more issues growing up. And I'm like, wow, if you can overcome this, I can definitely overcome mine. So it's been very inspiring to see her grow more in the last month than like any, than the years I've known her and I've known her for nine years and she's made I think a it's really rewarding when you month. have people that you love and you care about she's, and they are successful and they are doing things to better themselves and it brings you a sense of joy yeah. because you care about that person you want that person to be happy and mm-hmm. be successful and find the peace that they need so I respect that this week I wouldn't really say I'm I wouldn't really say I have anyone really that I'm loving this week. I mean, um, I love my friends, love my family as usual, but I've been kind of cranky, so I haven't really had a lot of love going around this week. So, so you know, no, that, usually I get inspired normal. by different that's, people that's or I'm like, ooh, I like this person this week or this person's really inspiring me. And I basically have just kind of like scrolled past all of it and just been like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, so I'm not really, mm-hmm. not really, you know, vibing on anyone in particular um, inspiring me this week, but my friends and family always, cause they're, you know, they're what I have at the end of the day and they love me no matter what. Oh, yeah. And um, that's really important. Okay. So we're going to talk this week since we have your beautiful self on the show. And I wanted to talk a little bit about cosplay since that's such a big aspect of your life. And I wanted you to kind of just tell me, Mm -hmm. um, 
what got you into doing the cosplay? And then we'll go into a couple questions to go along with it. Oh, yeah. So I've always loved Halloween. I've always loved dressing up. Even when the one year I got in trouble and I was told I wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating, I still dressed up as cat in a hat and had my makeup on and everything. And my just to hand out candy to kids, and my parents were like, you can go out. And I'm like, yay. But uh, when I was 16, me and my best friend at the time, um, Niagara Falls Comic Con was coming around, and I'm really big into horror movies and everything. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we dressed up as Freddie and Jason, but like the female ver- versions, because she was obsessed with horror movies too. And so we went to Value Village, found clothes that resembled them, and just went in the amount of people that asked us for our photos, and we were just impressed with our like thrifted costumes. We we're like, this is fun, and it just sparked a joy that. I can just step out of like myself and just be a character and like be like a happier version of myself and not feel like I'm being judged because I'm around people that all love the same things I do. There's other cosplayers that are doing an amazing job. And I'm like, this is nice. I'm in a room of people that all appreciate the things I'm appreciating. I love that. That's what got Um, me in the cosplay. I've always been really into, um, makeup myself and I love costumes and thrifting is Mm -hmm. like one of the best things ever it's been so long since I've done that but that was basically my whole 20s was like thrifting finding really interesting outfits um playing off of like movie characters that I really like dressing like them I used to hang out with a bunch of like bands and rock stars like back in the day and I would like take my inspiration from like 60s groupies and go find clothes that resembled what they wore and I would wear them and it's just such a great feeling to still be yourself because you enjoy it so much but actually try to create a character um, within yourself even more and you know that's what I really love about the whole culture is because you're getting to be creative. You get to lose yourself for a moment, but you're still yourself because you're inspired by what you're dressing as. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite Mm -hmm. inspirations and styles? Like inspirations by like other cosplayers? I would say like inspirations and cosplay. Like what gives you inspiration? Are there some other cosplayers that inspired you? And then what type of styles are your favorite? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, inspiration wise, if I see a cute character from an anime, I'll watch that anime to see why that character is so cute. And then I'm going to want to cosplay them after I finish the anime. Usually it's just seeing like, even on TikTok, I'm just scrolling and I see someone sharing their top like 10 favorite animes and I see a really cute character. I'm like, that'd be a cute cosplay to do. And that just inspires me to go do it. And then I have a lot of like cause plans, like uh, cosplay plans to do all from shows I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to watch them so I can (laughs) see this character. That's, yeah, it's it's weird way I get inspired, but it makes me watch more anime because I like how the drawing of it is. Some art styles I do not like. My goal for most myself of them is I, I do want like. to make myself into Sailor Moon soon. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. You so should. There's, like, what's nice about the Sailor Scouts, too, is because I've done Sailor Pluto before. That cosplay, even if you don't make it yourself, is one of the mm-hmm. easiest cosplays to find yeah. on the internet, and it'd actually be really good because it's such a iconic. It's it's one of the like yeah. it's one of the starter animes most people get into. That Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, those are like the three top ones that were big in the West. What are some of the favorite society. costumes you've either created or different characters that you've played? 
Definitely Princess Peach. Um, oh, no. <laughs> she almost cost me $1,000, actually, because I have... <laughs> well, oh, no, but oh, yes, because I love Peach cosplayers, but I'm not even trying to be, like, not, this is the only part of the community that kind of, like, not a lot of people outside cosplay community knows this, but a lot of people are judgeful, and I try not yeah. to be because, like, I don't like being judged. But when it comes to wigs... And I see some people that try to do peach and they don't have the peach bangs. They just have straight hair. I'm like, no, no, please do the bangs. So I paid a, a wig maker in Russia. Um, it came mm-hmm. to like basically 250 USD. So for Canadian yeah. price, that was 400. And I was like, okay. So I paid $400 for the wig. I paid $120 for an artist to make my crown earrings and gem. And then I paid a seamstress that's sadly, she's no longer a seamstress. She lived down the street from me. It was great. Two fifty Canadian to make my dress. And that cosplay, whenever I wear it, the amount of like I get stopped almost every five minutes to ask to get photos. But it's the one where, when little kids are at conventions, they see me. They come up to me and ask for hugs, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll give you all the hugs." And I just get so excited to see all the little kids and all the little boys are like, "Well, where's your Mario?" And I'm like, "He's not with me right oh. now." It's the cutest thing. It makes my day just be not the kids happy. So that's my ultimate favorite cosplay to wear, even though she's, I trip in her a lot because the hoop skirt gets in the way. And it, she's a lot. She's just hard to walk in, but she looks amazing. And then I have a special heart for Sailor Pluto. So that was my first real like anime character I cosplayed. And I made her staff and everything with my dad. And that was the first prop I ever made. And me and him just spent my Christmas break because it's back in high school, just making That's my awesome. wooden staff. So I those love two. That. Perfect, How yeah. long did it take for you and your dad to put the staff together? Mm-hmm. Um, in total, probably like time-wise, five days. But like wow. it was spread out between like three weeks. But for time-wise, so yeah, five, you... like like five days. Because we painted it, we had to cut out the dowels, hollow them figure out how to cut out the heart and my dad did a lot of the wood cutting because I got scared of the band so do you, stuff, that is a good bonding time but do you keep good those um, prized possessions do you keep them kind of in a safe place when they're not being used because they're so special yeah oh yes yes uh, my Sailor Pluto stuff actually is in like a special closet that I have for cosplay uh, the day at, like as I was leaving the convention I by accident it dropped and it kind of broke, and we, me and my dad glued it, so it's more fragile, which is why I haven't worn Sailor Pluto since, because I'm so scared to take the staff out, because it's like, I want to remake mm-hmm. it, but that staff was like the very first prop I ever made, and it's just in a safe place. I'm like, that's not getting ruined. It's just going to stay there. It doesn't look so nice anymore, because it's been, oof, four years Aww. since it's been but out it's of the safe. closet. But it's safe. It's safe. But it's been in there. It's special, yeah. and you want to keep that. Yes. Um, you know, because I've, I've had certain things. I mm-hmm. mean, I had um, I had this, it was, I don't know how to describe it, but I had this, like, coat. It was more like a sweater coat, but it was just the most raddest thing I ever owned. And I don't know what happened to it for me moving from Indiana mm-hmm. to Texas, but it was phenomenal. It was, like, this pastel pink, and it had fur on, like, the the wrists and it had fur around the collar and on the bottom and it was like a long like pink coat sweater type thing and it was just amazing and like I felt like I felt magical in it and um 
if I still had it, yeah, it didn't get lost you. in the transport of all my stuff from another state to another state. That's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, um, I would have, <laughs> I would have probably ve- kept that very a close niche on it um, somewhere very special because it was a very nice piece of um, oh, yeah. clothing that I owned. Yeah, most of my cosplay stuff I try to keep. Like even my Princess Peach wig. She's still, like, I got her in 2017. She's still styled. Like, I could still wear it to a convention. She hasn't touched. I, I have, like, a nice cosplay room just for all my cosplay stuff because I don't want it to get ruined. I have gone through it and got rid of some cosplays, but, like, important pieces. Like, Princess Peach was the first wig I ever got bought to get styled. So that has a special meaning. And plus it was, like, again, it came, well, in total it came to, like, four nine four ninety five for me. So, like. That's yeah. very expensive. Like you just stay in the closet till I use you. But most of the things yeah. just that's stay how in the closet I, for safety. That's the type of person I am. Like if I spend a lot of money on something, I take very good care of it because I value the money I put into it. Oh, um, yeah. Even if I was super well off and I was like even a celebrity yeah. one day, I would be very, very like mm-hmm. careful and gracious with like my purchases and um you know, even if I, even if I wasn't, you know, I had more money and I could buy myself more things. I think I just always would have that mentality of that things are special and I would want to take good care of them and not just, yeah, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to just throw my $500 shoes on the floor. You know, no, <laughs> I would be like, I'm, these are going to go in a box and they're going to yeah, stay no. there mm-hmm. because this is probably ever going to be my only $500 pair of shoes that I own. <laughs> yeah. No wig. I've, I like when I've, I've asked wig makers how much a certain wig would cost and they tell me the price and like, it's way less than what I paid for peach. I'm like, I can't pull the trigger on that. Like I can't, I can't cough up that money. Yeah. I don't know what it was about peach, but I'm like, I need that. <laughs> I am. She was like, yeah, just take my money. Here you go. So she just stays in the closet, especially away from my cat. They love to knock over a lot yeah. of crap. So and I'm um, like, please don't knock over with stuff. With your cosplay, do you go by Danny or do you go by your Instagram name? Most of the time, Danny. Uh, Suki Senpai was just because I like the moon and Senpai just made it sense afterwards. And it, I just needed a new name because I was using Danny Senpai. And I'm like, mm, I probably should just use Suki. But I like Danny just because some people also, when they read it, they don't under, like they don't know it's Suki okay. and they say something else. I'm like, no, no, Danny's fine. Okay. It's well, just I like a that. I like username. I like yeah. Danny and I like the other one too. So they both work great. So mm-hmm. what are some of your interests and hobbies yeah. aside from cosplay? Sewing. Like I like, I do. Yeah, I love to make things. I just, I've always loved like arts and crafts when I was growing up. I also really like painting, but sewing, I want to get, I have a bunch of fabric to make like plush bats and dragons. I bought two sewing patterns for it. And I really want to try making those for a bunch of my friends. Like I asked a couple of my friends, would you rather a bat or a dragon? And so I got the numbers and I'm just going to sew them some and send them that way. Once I get like little uh, plushy eyes, (laughs) I just Oh, I can I can send you I one. Be, I have a bunch of fabric. I, can I would love one, and I would even give once you some money eyes for it. On. <laughs> oh no, no, they're gifts. It, it's a little shoulder dress. I'll send you uh, like a photo of what it it should look like when when I try to sew it because I'm never so that's a lie. I've sewn one plushie, and that was for fashion class oh. in high school. It was a little octopus with a top hat. And he has a monitor. 
thing. I love him. He he's on my shelf. He doesn't leave. If he's, I could, he looks bad. I, mean, but I haven't sewn for. I but mean, no. I used to sew. My grandma was a sewer, so I can sew. I just haven't put. I just don't mm-hmm. have time and energy into doing it. If I sat down and I like really put my mind to it, I'm sure I could sew some really cool things. Um, but oh, I've yeah. been playing a lot of Animal Crossings over the last year. I'm kind of I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I haven't, I stopped playing right before the, like, Halloween uh-huh. update, like, I was playing when the scuba diving went on, and then and then I stopped, and I haven't been on since the Halloween update, I'm like, oh my god, I have to, like, you make do. my Switch go the back, Hallow- like, to October, the Halloween so I can do the Halloween, awesome. and then <laughs> they brought in Thanksgiving, and they brought in the Christmas mm-hmm. stuff, and so, yeah, oh, they have a turkey I didn't know come, and he doesn't cook turkey, That's cute. he makes clam, like, clam chowder and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute yeah. oh I'm glad yeah, the turkey doesn't turkey, make it like, you know make cute. turkey so that's good um but it's really really cute and yep. I if I was like super awesome at selling I would probably do a project to where I made some of the characters and I've seen some people do it and I think that it's just absolutely adorable um that people are sewing the Animal Crossing characters, and you can like buy oh, yeah. them in little plushies. I know they're so cute, and I'm just like, I know I need them all, <laughs> but my wallet's like, you don't need them all, and I'm like, that's fine. But for me, it's more of like a relaxing thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but when I sew, like at least when the machine's working, the instant something goes wrong, it's a stressful moment. But for the most part, it's very like relaxing and meditative for me to just sew because I just like to see things happen. But the instant that machine like clogs or I'm like, please don't like, don't make me ruin this that I just sewed like for an hour just because you decided yeah, to that's the malfunction. Worst. That's, that's the worst so though. That happens like when you're creative, because yes. you know, we're both creative. So like when you're creative and you're doing something like I write, mm-hmm. I do art, I sing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm starting to do something and something goes wrong or like I mess up, like I have moments where I throw my phone, like I shouldn't throw my phone, but I'm like, okay, I'm done. My iPad, I'm like, okay, I'm turning you off for right now. Like, I just can't um, – because, like, you're in the zone. Like, art for me, anytime I'm doing something creative, it's relaxing for me. And when I have a hiccup, it takes that relaxation factor away from me. And I'm like, ah. (laughs) I know. It makes it stressful. It makes it a stressful situation. Like, I was not stressed three seconds ago. Yes. And my biggest thing is that I've had to, with some of the art that I do, I've had to, like, I I get real frustrated that I can't do it all on one device. Like, I have to go to my Mac computer because my Photoshop's on there. My Photoshop doesn't work correctly on my iPad, but my Procreate works correctly on my iPad. And so it's like I sometimes have to go between Photoshop and Procreate for what I'm making and I have to go through this whole debacle of emailing myself what I just did, then pulling it up on my computer, and then it's it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. yeah I think out of all the cosplays, well, at least ones that I've sewed, um, Mareep was the most – like, yeah. I did a Pokemon of Pokemon cosplay of Mareep. Those pants, they're, they're like samurai pants. I don't know why me and my grandma couldn't comprehend because my grandma was helping me with the templates because I'm not the best at reading those. 
Like, I, I just don't get it. I'll see the pictures and I'm like, how does this work? And she explains it, but I'm good at sewing parts. But we couldn't figure out the pockets. And the pockets were actually very a necessity for the pants to even work. And I think we spent two months yeah. trying to figure out the stupid pockets. And then, and the amount of times I had to unstitch everything. I think I unstitched those pants 30 times and I was getting pretty, like, I cried. I was like, this is yeah. getting pretty, I'm getting pretty mad now. And we finally figured it out. And I'm like, thank God. And I haven't worn that cosplay since. And I'm like, man, that spent, that took me like yeah. almost six I used months to be, to make. I, I used to be involved in theater a lot and I was in a lot of plays. And so I had to have a lot of costumes made mm-hmm. and certain costumes were given from different costumeries, you know, to like, you know, productions and like, okay, you can wear this. Yeah. But then other stuff had to be like handmade. And so my grandma sewed. And so she made a lot of stuff. And I remember she had to make me, um, <laughs> basically it's kind of like a pants story like yours, but she had to make me like pants stories, like these, like these Imperial pants because I was in the King mm-hmm. and I, and they were so hard because they had oh, to have no. a puffy part come yep. out and like having the puffy part come out and then having the rest fitted yep. with the fabric was so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember did. her. She was like, why did you choose this yeah. role? And I'm like, I don't know. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's one thing that I love is when I see at least people that uh, make, co- like, make costumes for theater. I see them on TikTok. That mm-hmm. strawberry dress that went around last year that's like $500. So many people have been making different variations of that dress. And I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, how are you making this? That's one thing I really want to learn is how to make my own patterns. Because I see people pulling out like dresses that belong in like, like princess ages. And I'm like, I want a princess dress. Do I know how to make it? No. Is there any good patterns for it? No. And these people are just sitting there coming out of their like butts with it. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm trying to learn. That's my like goal for this year is try to figure out how to make patterns so I can make cool clothing in a princess dress because that'd be nice to just walk around. I know. I hope either like, in yeah, my just past life or in some <laughs> life ahead that I'm a princess somewhere and I have all those really pretty dresses. <laughs> yep. Somewhere, some world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we what we see is pretty like from the movies, but like when you actually look up historical dresses, some yeah. of them were not yeah. pretty. You're like, oh. Yeah, and people had, had to, to wear that. And I love. Um, have you ever seen the movie um, Marie Antoinette with Kristen Dunst? Okay, I love that movie because yes. I love that they depict yeah. actually what it was like for royalty to get dressed, and that all these people had to be involved in it. And yeah. I would have been a really bad queen back then because mm-hmm. I would have been like, "Y'all can't be in here," so I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, give me my space, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could have yeah. handled how tight made the corsets. I wore a corset for the cosplay. And at the time, I'm wearing it. You don't notice it. But the instant it comes off, you're like, oh, my God. Like, uh, how is I breathing? Because I, the amount of air I could suck in once it came off, I was like, oh, damn. I had to sit down. Yeah. Like, so what are like, some of your goals this in? year? Um, well, becoming a better sewer for like pattern making, uh, work on self-love because that's, that's my, basically I have body dysmorphia, which is body depression. So I'm trying to learn to overcome that mindset. I've been like struggling with that since I was like 14. I was like, you know, 2021 is going to be the year. I just really, my friend Amanda helped with that when I saw how much she just changed mentally because she figured stuff out. So she's going to try to 
give me tricks on how to do self-loving. And I'm like, that's nice. And working out, getting more healthy again. Because before COVID all went down, I was with a personal trainer and I was hitting goals in the gym that I never thought I'd ever see the day. Like I was leg pressing like 200 pounds. I was deadlifting and everything. And I just love seeing the weight increase on my weights. And then just as I was getting really good at it, everything went down and shut down. And, and like all my body goals, I lost. And so this year I'm like, I want to get those back and then some. So that is my goal is to get back to being healthy to where I'm I was sure back get in there. March of last year. You will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps too that my boyfriend is really big into, well, he he's not a gym rat, but like he, he, he did a huge body transformation for himself. He went from almost 300 pounds That's to awesome. being, he's now like 185 of just being muscle. And he did that all naturally. Yeah. So he's really big into nutrition and everything. And he knows workout routines that could work for me. So he's going to really help me out more. Well, try to, he kept trying to last year and I was just lazy <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> but it's different. He's, he's more on my, my ass about it. He's like, you need to, go do this because I know you want it. I'm not trying to be mean, but like go do squats or yeah. something because I can't yeah. hear you complain about it. It's good to have people be positive reinforcement for you and encourage you because they know it's something you want. Um, so that's good that he's a really good support system for you yeah. to achieving your goal there. What about you? <laughs> well, um, I'm, <laughs> I would say like, I don't try to set huge goals for myself because I'm kind of one of those people that each day for me is different from the day before, um, especially kind of dealing with like chronic illness. I don't always yeah. have super great days, so I can't really say, okay, a month from yeah. this day, I'm going to be this, this, and this because things may change for me. But some of my goals for mm-hmm. myself is, um, yeah. you know, just finally trying to finalize putting a book together that I've been working on for a long time. I want to put my poetry together. I want to put it in a book. I want to get it published. I feel that I can try to accomplish that this year. So that's a goal for myself. And just basically figuring out how to manage and get better with what I deal with physically. Um, and finding, you know, new alternatives mm-hmm. and finding proper diagnoses that I need and the right doctors. And so for me, kind of this year, I'm hoping yeah. that a lot of that stuff gets aligned and that I just start having a lot more positive manifestation and good things come my way. Cause I feel I've had my share of the trenches over the last couple of years. And I feel like a goal for myself this year or a dream for myself is just to actually have the, the positivity and goodness. Um, I feel like that's what I really would love for myself this year. Just more good things, more joyful things, um, more peace and prosperity, um, financial, you know, financial success, things like that. Um, those are kind of like my hopes and goals this year for me. Oh, that, that's another, you just remind me, that is another one I do have to, I, I'm in like between jobs, well, I ha- yeah. don't have a job at the moment because of COVID, but I really just want to, tr- I wanted to get into border, that's what I was training for with the personal trainer, so I could be a police officer or a border security officer, but now 
I don't really want to go into policing. I want to go more into the border security. But as yeah. you know, Canadian U.S. borders aren't really open. And I'm pretty sure our border laid off people. So now I'm trying to find a new career to do because like I'm, I'm almost 24 and I'm like, well, I don't have a career set for me yet. Like I need to settle down on that. Cause I want to, I don't want to live with my parents for much, like much longer. I love them, but yeah, I think, I'm at that you know, point I'm I think like, I just want to leave my house. <laughs> I think that's the thing that everybody, you know, they want to feel that they can be self-reliant and independent, but I'm also a very big advocate and a very big person on that. If you need to live with someone or you need help from your family, like, I don't care how old you are you should never feel bad about yourself. Like, and I think some people, I think some, not you, but I think some people do feel like, Oh, I'm having financial problems. I've had to move back in with my family. I have to let go of this, not do this. I'm not worth anything anymore. And I think that those people are worth more because they are going through a hard time and they're having to Mm -hmm. sacrifice things that they, you know, want to do and want to enjoy have that freedom but sometimes you know that's that's the whole meaning of family and it's not just about money it's the whole meaning of it if you need help whether whether it's financial non-financial you need support from someone that's where true friends and family come in you know you would never turn someone away because you know they're struggling so um I think I I think it's great for people, you know, with how my life has been, um, this, these last two years for me with a lot of stuff I've dealt with, I wish I still had my mother. Like I'm on past when I was 21, many instances where I think about still here, Mm -hmm. there would be a huge weight off my chest because I know she would be there to help me with so much. And she would ease a lot of the burdens and a lot of, the suffering and how is this bill going to get paid? How is this going to, you know, and I just feel like if she was here, I wouldn't have to. Yeah. I don't feel like I would have to struggle as much. I just feel like even if she couldn't give me tons of money and it's not even about the money, it's just like, I feel like her support and strength would make a lot of things for me easier. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm very blessed with having my family, especially, especially my mom. Like I, I couldn't, I can't see myself without my mom. She has been like a huge support. Mm-hmm. And the things that I have felt growing up, at least body, body mentally wise, she went through herself. So she knows exactly what I'm going through. And it's been really relieving to be able to talk to her, cry with her, have her explain her side of like how, what happened with oh. her. But uh, no, my parents allowed my boyfriend to actually move into our basement because his he was living like he's been living on his own since he was 16. He was kicked out of his house at 16 for reasons that made sense. Like it makes sense now at the time for him. He didn't think it was fair. He was just being kind of a brat and his mom just had enough of it. So he's been on his own since 16. So for 10 years and his roommate just screwed him over. Like he was told, Oh, you know, you have till April, 2021 to move out. He's like, Hey, that's fine. Then April turned to January 30th and January 30th turned to, December 31st and then it turned to November 1st and my Mm -hmm. parents were like well we can't let him be homeless so they allowed him to live in our house we both pay rent not very much like just 600 between the two of us which it's helping my parents out because they also don't work because of COVID because casinos aren't opening so that's really nice it's really nice that 
Like, I'm very thankful for my parents to allow my boyfriend to live with us. And to even allow him to get a puppy. Yeah, because we bought a puppy. We even asked his roommate, like, three days prior to him getting told, hey, you're going to have to move out by November 1st. We already paid for the puppy. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, I have two dogs and two cats in my house. And I'd explain to my parents. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, is there any, like, it was their idea for him to move in. I'm like, what about the puppy? She's like, don't worry about the puppy. The puppy's fine. You can still come in the house. And they've been a huge help with us. They've been your watching her and when your we parent, had to go to dad, work. And um, they sound like angels. My parents have and just I'm helped so us out huge And I'm so happy that they're so supportive year. and so loving towards you. It reminds me of my mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a, yeah. She's a mom to everybody. Like, all my friends. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't know what it is. I'm so sorry you lost your mom. I wouldn't it's, know what I'd do without mine. She's it's been a, been a challenge. I mean, because so. I lost mine. I can only imagine how hard it is for you. I, I lost mine when I was 21. And, you know, not having her through my 20s and then into my 30s now, like, it is. Yeah. It's different. Like, I mean, that's the only word I can say. It's just you don't ever think that you'll be an adult without your parents. Yeah. Um, and so – um my mom sounds a lot just like your mom. My mom let me yeah. have like, I had one of my friends, Andrew, move in with us because he couldn't stay at his house anymore. My mom didn't even second guess it. She was like, yeah, he can stay in our extra bedroom. No big deal. He can move in until he needs to stay. Mm-hmm. She was just that type of person, um, you know, and, um, you know, he would call her mom too mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I oh, just, yeah. I love, I love when parents are great parents and, um, I'm so glad you still have them and I'm so glad we got to talk. We have a lot more in common and I, I just, I love this. I love doing this podcast because I meet mm-hmm. so many different people and there's so <laughs> many similarities, but there's so yeah. many differences and I just, I, I love this conversation. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is some, so we're going to move into yeah, our really like music it. portion. It's called the jam. Yeah, so no, what are some um, songs you're listening to this week? Um, I've been obsessed with all time low, uh, all time lows, new song monster, both their versions. It's not really new, but like it's newer for them, but there's two versions of it. There's one with them and black bear or one with them with Demi Lovato and black bear. I'm obsessed with both those versions. Um, Harry Styles golden, that song I keep listening to on repeat. I think it's because it sounds very much like, Oh my God, why am I forgetting the name of the TV show? Um, the Queen's Gambit. It reminds me of the Queen's Gambit, not just the how it comes out. No, then, it's okay. Um, so it's fine. Like you can oh, share I had what them you all down on my phone, and I'm scared to exit the app. And I'll put the playlist <laughs> go on my Spotify. Later, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Because I have I have it on Spotify. I was like podcast playlist, and then <laughs> and now I forgot all the names. But um, love love me. It's a K-pop song. Oh my god. I wish I knew all these names because most of it is Korean music, but Monsters by that song. Oh, I listen. Low is, is my number one listen to Spotify song. I listen to stuff like, I listen to music that I listened like, to like 10 years ago still. Like if I like a song, I mean, it sticks with me and I wouldn't say that I've been really listening to like new music, oh, same, but yeah. this week I've gone back and I've been listening to like Godsmack. When I'm in a really weird place and I'm kind of like, Irritable. I listen to hard rock. <laughs> so, well, God smacks um, a great band. So their song, whatever. And then um, I always love. I've always loved Ozzy Osbourne, but um, the song "Mama, I'm mm-hmm. Coming Home" has really been um, good for me this week. I just oh, love yeah. the lyrics. 
Um, and then I've done Smashing Pumpkins, um, listening to the pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, mm-hmm. and then um, Filter, and then White Town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just that's who I've kind of been listening to this week, um, mixing it up a little bit. So yeah, make sure you send me over a couple of those other songs, and then for our listeners. We'll put a playlist together for this week, and it'll have some of my listings and Danny's oh, as well sure. that you guys can check out. Oh, yeah. That's what I like about uh, about a lot of things, like, music-wise, is people's <laughs> music taste. Like, for mine, it can go from, like, heavy metal to EDM and dubstep and classical. Like, I just – my main genres, though, are K-pop, pop, rock, alternative – um, EDM and dubstep. That's what Spotify at least told me. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's all I listen to basically. But I, I love listening to like all kinds Can't of music. Can't go wrong with Shania. Except for like <laughs> really country, unless it's Shania Twain. I love Shania Twain. Yes. That's like the only- <laughs> And I love that That's she's awesome. Canadian. I'm no, like, yeah. I listen to all types of music A Canadian, too. Like good last country. week I was listening to classical. Like I had a classical day where I just listened to like classical oh. all day. <laughs> I was, I don't know, I was in the mood for it. Um, you know, and then I'll go like some days I'll listen to gangster rap. Like I'm totally into that too. And I'm just, mm-hmm. nothing can stop me. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely send you over the playlist that I, I that I made because those songs, I enjoy I'm them. Sure I'm they pretty will. sure they oh, So Danny, you're an Aries. So hello, Aries. <laughs> and I'm a Taurus. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to read our mm-hmm. horoscopes for January for each of us and I'm going to be pulling it from Cosmopolitan because I really liked what they had to say so let me pull that up and I will read yours first and then I'll read mine yeah I haven't really read horoscopes in a very long time January 2021 horoscope for Aries I'd love that now that 2020 has officially ended and is behind us we push into the new year with hope energy and enthusiasm In fact, there's so much brewing in January that there isn't much time to catch your breath. You've got a lot of work to do, darling. 2021 kicks off with a new moon in Capricorn on January 13th, which will fuse your vibrant ego, represented by the sun, with your emotional needs symbolized by the moon. This lunation activates your career zone, inspiring you to take your ambition to the next level. But does that mean a promotion, raise, or maybe even a new job? That's right. Love, the times they are changing, but don't worry and be brave. An enterprising ram, don't worry, you got this. And then it says for on January 17th, Jupiter and Uranus will form a powerful 90 degree angle for the first time in seven years. Astrologers refer to this configuration as a square, a hard aspect notorious for fueling friction. But squares are also about motion, and under the sky, you'll be prompted to transform your relationship with resources that will also involve cash. Does your budget include monthly charitable donations? If not, consider new ways to add some activism to your day-to-day life. And it says whether you're setting up a direct deposit with your new favorite nonprofit organization or helping out a friend in need, Allocating these new financial activities will help infuse your financial future. So yeah, so that is yours for for January from Cosmo, and then I'll read mine. I haven't read mine yet, so it's probably going to be like 
<laughs> I'm always I'm such a like, well, what's it going to tell me? <laughs> um, let's see what. Okay, so I'm a Taurus. So let's see. No, I love it. I can't wait to hear yours. What does it say for Taurus? Okay. All right. It says, happy 2021, Taurus love. It's no longer 2020. <laughs> and that means there's plenty to celebrate. It says, today, make a gratitude list. Ooh, maybe I need to do that. As you, step into, as you step into a new chapter, there's so much to be thankful for. First up, the new moon in Capricorn blankets the night sky on January 13th. This lunation occurs when the sun and moon occupy the same sign, in this case Capricorn, a like-minded earth sign, highlighting the area of your chart associated with far-reaching global endeavors. As you enter 2021, this is an excellent time to explore new ways you can expand your horizons. Don't be surprised if you find yourself engaging in new exciting activities and relationships. Plan on an exciting adventure. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to go, but okay. <laughs> yeah, six feet apart while we have our, you know, adventure, please. Long um, six feet apart. This cosmic motion encourages exploration and philosophy to deepen your partnerships yep. by cultivating new connections and co-pilots to help you on your journey. Remember, passports can only get you so far, so rear so real exploration takes place in your own backyard. Cool. And then it says, for your career and identity, don't be surprised if major professional shifts occur mid-month. Will you be launching your own business or your own YouTube channel or making my podcast more awesome? Yes. <laughs> it says that my... Business should be rewarding and extraordinary. <laughs> so yay. So hopefully, so hopefully all that is good. Hopefully, because the first week of January has that been really rough nice, emotional. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the rest of January. <laughs> Honestly, it's for Aww. everybody. Like my mom was taking down Christmas ornaments and she broke one of my favorite pumpkin ones and she almost this was like on January 2nd. She's like, oh my God, yeah. it was not a good year. And then a, she also snipped one of the of mine, lights off the tree. And she's like, oh the other my day, God. They were like, oh, so it's a new year. How's everyone <laughs> feeling? And I'm everybody. like, it's the same year. I mean, it's like, it's just 2021, but like nothing's like miraculously changed yet for anybody. Like, let's just be real. Like I'm, <laughs> me as a tourist, I'm real. Like I'm like, I know everybody's like, ooh, 2021, you yeah. know, next level. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen in the first week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, things will start changing August and September. Like, as, as much as I'd love to happen earlier, I can't see this going away by April, like by spring. It's going to be like once summer's over because I feel like summer, it's either going to go really well or COVID's going to really rise, unfortunately. Because <laughs> it's just my mentality. I'm like, please let it go good. Just let it be, let it be there. But I know it's going to be like by summer, not I know, spring, which that, a lot of my friends are I like, no, no, every, all the conventions are going to open back up by May. I'm like, no, they're like, not. I mean, I don't go out too, too much um, as much as I used to. I used to go out a lot. I don't as much now, but um, even before the mm -hmm. lockdown, but I just miss being able to yeah. just kind of like be normal. I like, I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel like I'm getting to be normal right now. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I, I miss con conventions deeply. 
meet all my like, meet up with all my friends, meet new people, and it's been very interesting. Even for you doing mm-hmm. cosplay and stuff, like you know, you go into those conventions that gets your name out there, your brand, and you know, not being able to do that, you know, that's that stuns people's lives. Yeah. So I'm going to do a random quiz with you. I'll ask the question. I'll ask you first. You give me the answer and then I'll answer. Mm-hmm. And then we'll share like a funny story if you want to share a funny story. And then we'll wrap up our podcast for the day. Okay. So here we go with our quiz. What was your childhood name? Yeah. Mine was. Danny or Little Miss. Um, Little Miss from my mom and Danny my, from everyone else. My best friend. Well, I have a couple best friends. <laughs> yeah. But my longtime best friend who I've known since I was like literally like two um Hmm. she always called me hev so that was kind of a nickname for me um was hev and then um my grandma used to call me angel a lot so i've i've been called angel before like as kind of a nickname which i don't mind that i've been called that even in my adulthood so (laughs) i kind of like it um i'm like i'm glad you think i'm an angel but okay (laughs) um Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, my, as I say, my best friend is the only, like, Amanda, she, we've been friends <laughs> for nine years. She's the only person that calls me Danielle. She's, she does not have an, it's either Danielle or Ho. If those are the two yeah. names she calls me. And yeah. I'm like, Sounds I mean, good. Like, other people have but called I like me that, Kev, She's the one person have, that calls me by I my full name. I have been really and I'm like, particular nice. and limiting to it. Like, that is my friend Summer saying in her family's. And, like, mm-hmm. you don't say it right. <laughs> so she's really the only one that can really call me that yeah um you know other nicknames you want to come up with for me go (laughs) right ahead but that one's kind of special (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. what is your biggest fear in life um not being financially like not having a good financial career because I want to be able to if I ever have kids I want to be able to do what my parents (laughs) did for me they took me to Disney World for like two weeks just because I thought Arrow was real all because I, I literally thought Ariel was real. They spent a lot of money on that trip, like 10 grand, just to see me smile. And I'm like, if I ever have kids, I need to be able to do it for them. And that is my biggest yeah. fear that I'm not going to be able to provide the I life my parents like gave me for my future kids if I have them. I mean, that is my biggest fear in life. I think like my biggest fear in life is not feeling fulfilled. And I feel that I've been on this journey for a while now where I can't seem to find, it's like, I know I have like talents Mm -hmm. and abilities and I know that I could do things. Of course, with like some of the physical stuff I've struggled with, it's put a hindrance on certain things that I can do. Mm -hmm. But I feel like my biggest fear is that I'm never going to find my true meaning to why I'm here. Yeah, And I feel like there's a purpose but I feel like I don't know exactly what my purpose is. And I really would Mm -hmm. like to find that out. So I'm hoping that God shows me that at some point, like my purpose is what, because I kind of want that light bulb to, that that light bulb to like come on. And I feel like my biggest fear is that I won't do what I'm supposed to do. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like it may not, like, I feel like it may not happen within like the next year or two, but I definitely know it, it will most likely happen before like you, you pass away. You'll, you'll eventually figure it out. I'm, I know most people in life, even if it doesn't hit them now, like a friend of mine just turned fit, just turned 50 and yeah, they're now a police I officer. Feel like like, this I've is what I was meant to do. And I was like, good for you. And they're the happiest like I've seen them. Of like myself mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed 
certain aspects of that, but I'm starting to feel like in my soul, like there's a purpose for why I'm here. And I, I can't wait to find out what that is because I feel like everything else and all the like abilities and creativity that I have, it'll all make sense when that one thing just ignites, you know? Okay. Let's see here. What is it? Yeah. What are three qualities that attract you the most in a person? Um, they're like how genuine they are. If they're, yeah, how ge- if they're generally a nice person and they're not very judgmental, well, judgeful, and if they're just fun, like if they just seem like a very good, that they have good vibes. Those are the three main things I look for in people because. If you have a yeah. bad vibe or I just know somehow you're going to like make me like regret being your friend, mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to even be your friend. It, but it's mainly the genuineness. Like, cause I've had a lot of fake people in high school that I thought were my best friends and they weren't, they were not. And yeah, I've just come no, to terms I, with like, if you're not for blunt me, like, with me, I don't want to be your friend. Me. Like you have to be straightforward. With me. You know, in people is I like someone that. I want to be around someone like you too that's genuine. I don't want somebody around me that is something they're not. Um, I want them to be authentically themselves. Yeah. Another big thing for me is I need people in my life that accept me for how I am and don't try to change mm-hmm. me. Um, it's it's something that I've I've battled in my life that people have put yes put like assumptions on me or that I need to be this certain way or I need to do this certain thing and that I'm not a good person if I don't do it or I'm not living up to this expectation and it's not that I don't have expectations for myself or hold myself in a high caliber it's just that I don't want to not be accepted for who I am and be told something's wrong with it Um, I think everybody's I think everybody's different and um, I need, I need people and friends in my life. And I have quite a few friends that are very, they just accept me for who I am and it just makes it so much easier. And that's the type of people that I gravitate towards are people that are open. They're different. They're creative. They're inspiring. And it's like I'm drawn to that because I feel the same way. Um, and then I would say another thing is just kindness. I like people who are nice. You don't have to be mm-hmm. um, – you don't have to be mean. Like <laughs> it's – it's. I know that like we can get angry and we can get frustrated, but um, I don't take kindly to yeah. people who are rude or mean or have an opinion about everything because um, – my soul can't handle it. So, um, I don't want to be around people like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I hopefully I hate when people are around mean people or like where they just make, like, I've had a couple friends that were kind of bullies to other people and I stopped being their friend. I was like, you can't be yeah. nice to someone else. I understand you're being nice to me, but that's how you can't be nice too. to others. You're not I'm like, if you're not, I don't nice, want you to be my friend. Can't talk. <laughs> it has to be nice to everybody. We can't talk if you're not nice. I'm sorry because mm-hmm. I don't have the patience or the yeah. personality <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, but I also like people to be sarcastic with me too because I'm sarcastic. So I like 
Yeah. I like the funny sarcastic, but it has to be on a same level plane. <laughs> um, what, okay. So what is one of the most beautiful places you've ever been? Yeah. Aren't they awesome? <laughs> Probably the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. They are. Well, that and Mammoth Caves in Kentucky, those two. Yeah. The Mammoth would, Caves were like something different. I was like have to say a whole other level. I, me, I love one both of the those, prettiest places. Those areas. Would probably, probably be the Tennessee prettiest I've too. seen. Yeah. I love Tennessee. Um, when I lived in Indiana, my family, we would take like weekend trips and we'd go down to like Nashville and we would go to like yeah. Dollywood and Ruby Falls. Ruby Falls is probably one of the most beautiful places. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Mammoth Cave and I've been to Mammoth Cave and I like it, but Ruby Falls is really different because it's this beautiful cave. It's so far in the ground, but it has all mm-hmm. these beautiful like gemstones that are in it. It has um, this huge waterfall that's underneath of it, hence Ruby Falls. Um, so you go down and there's Ooh. this huge tall waterfall that's like in the cave and it's just it's probably one yeah. of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced because I love nature and being able to experience something that God created in this earth. I just thought was just, I thought that was just the coolest thing yeah. ever. And I was in like middle school when I went and I still think about it. <laughs> well, that's put back on the list of when I go back to Tennessee. Cause for me it was Dolly world. I didn't get to go to Dolly world, but we drove past it. And I was like, can we go? We have to. Like, Both of them no. are just, and they're like, great. Um, but no, Ruby Falls in you, Dollywood are Grace on my list awesome to go back too. to Tennessee You get for. a chance to go. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to go to Graceland. Mm-hmm. We were, but. It is a long drive. You know, when, yeah, when you is. drove from like basically Buffalo to Tennessee, that's a very long drive with a trailer. And yeah, we were just like, you know, let's just go see the mountains. And of course, the day that we took that big hike up that that smoky mountain to go to that overview it was foggy like the clouds weren't clear and I'm like that's nice I just spent 20 minutes trying to yeah, climb up is. this hill um have you fog. ever met any favorite celebrity <laughs> it was still really pretty besides that uh one of my favorite <laughs> voice actors Todd Hapricorn I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name if it's not please people don't come at me for that but he's one of my favorite anime voice actors I really should know his name. I just oh, that's haven't looked cool. it up in a while. That's cool. At, at a convention. And um, Robert England, who played Freddy Cougar. He was great. Like, yeah, he had a voice for me be, and my friend. So and cool. he took a selfie um, with us. It was I've great. Met, <laughs> she cried. And I've I was dated, almost crying. Like, this is amazing. celebrities, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that was kind of back before they were super famous. So um, can't really say that. <laughs> at least you can say you could say you dated them it's like when people pull pictures like oh my mom dated brad pitt i'm like my lord like you could have been brad pitt's kid or something yeah yeah um yeah but um there's a couple other of my favorite celebrities that i want to meet i've always loved tom cruise everybody gives me a really hard time about him and i know that a lot of people don't like him but i do i'm sorry always have i think it's just because of the scientology thing I think it's that's because the only he's weird, like and I get it, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm really weird, <laughs> and then I kind of looked into it, because I've been researching my um, personality type, like, I'm an INFP, I've been researching, like, my life path, I'm a life mm-hmm. path five, and I went, and I was like, you know, let me look at some of the celebrities I like, and let me see if any of this makes sense, 
And then I found the other day yeah. when I was researching about the Life Path 5 that Tom Cruise is one too. And I was like, aha, aha. I, I, un- I understand why That's I like why him I like more. Him. I get him because we have that same type yep. of spirit where we want to do everything. We want to know everything. We want to um, experience it all. And, um, you know, I have, <laughs> even though people will come at me and they're like, Heather, I hate him. I'm like, I don't care. I like him. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a great actor. Actor, people can hate him all he wants, but you know. And I've had some amazing. people like, "What would you do if you actually did meet him?" And I was like, "Well, one, I think we would totally hit it off. We totally would just be like, we are the same life path, so we could have a conversation." And mm-hmm. he may try to talk to me about Scientology, and I'll probably be like, "Well, I'm not into that. That could be your thing. That's cool, but I'm not converting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I know it's not. I know, like, I'm scared to always say it, but I feel Scientology yeah, borderline yeah, I mean, I can, like, I'm okay. I can see that. And, like, I don't – I I, I'm just – I'm one of those – I'm just one of those people that, like, I can – yeah, if you want to believe, believe in what you believe, you believe if yeah. it doesn't affect me and you're not harming people and, like, you're not, then yeah. by all means do you, Okay if you're harming people and it's like really yeah. bad and like people are like dying and like all this other stuff and then like I'm going to be like, that's not cool. That's <laughs> Please don't do you <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Cause you need to run yeah. away fast. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. That that's the only religion that I really don't. Well, there's a couple of religions I really don't believe in, but polygamy, polygamy. At least the stuff in Utah that happens, I can't. I'm like, if I hear yeah. that anyone's from that, I'm like, well, I hope that you don't yeah. follow that anymore. But yeah, I know that's a big it's, thing in Utah. You know, there's so many, there's so <laughs> many different religions, and there's so many different um, groups and different things that people are involved in that we don't always understand. And mm-hmm. I'm one to wear. I like to research and know certain things, but then there's also stuff that like in my spirit, my spirit's like, I don't want to know. And I don't even want to tap into that because that's not, I don't believe in it. And I just want to like, I retreat myself from it. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the thing with Scientology. Like I may like him as an actor and as a person, but I don't care to ever know about Scientology and I would never, ever be into it because it's just not my thing. It's just not (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's that's one thing that I was very happy about like, I grew up going to Catholic uh, elementary school and Catholic high schools but we had a world religion class where we talked about different religions like we didn't go deep mm-hmm. into them but we touched base on each religion so yeah. we can understand other people so we just don't think that, like oh like I had someone when I was trying to explain Buddhism at my old work they're like that's stupid I'm like you didn't even get you didn't even let me finish and she was very just not about it like that's wrong I'm like okay, right. well don't tell people that, that is rude. Rude. that's wrong that's very rude but she was yeah she was not having it and I'm like okay and then she told on me and, and I got in trouble and I was like man she's shoving her religion down my throat but I just can't no. voice other people's religion down here <laughs> it was a great I thing. can't I can't was so that either and that's where I'm at it's like you know if you want to believe what you want to believe and that's your thing <laughs> that's your thing I have no right to tell you 
what to do because I don't want you to come and tell mm-hmm. me that what I'm doing is wrong, you know, or what I believe is wrong in my heart. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. that don't believe in God. I do believe in God. Mm-hmm. That's your choice if you don't. And I think that, um, you know, yeah. a lot of Buddhist, a lot of Buddhist principles and a lot of the stuff that goes around the Buddhist religion is very, very meditative and very great. And there's a lot of good things yeah. there. So, yes. Good karma reincarnates into good life. Bad karma reincarnates into bad yes. life. And thing I love about Buddhism. Like, that I makes get so angry so when much people sense. are like, oh, that's bad. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No. No, you it's know? not. Mm-mm. You want to work hard in the life you have to be good, to be the best person you can be, to yeah. then when you go on to a next life, it's... Yep. That's great. Even better. Okay, That's so how those are just a couple quiz questions for you. Get to know you a little bit better. And um, do you want to share a scandalous, mm-hmm. funny moment for our listeners? You can. I have been, like, tapping out, and I'm tapping out again this week because I just don't – I just don't have the mm-hmm. caliber to go back and talk about scandalousness right now. Um, <laughs> I would love to, but I'm just – yeah, I'm <clears> – <throat> I don't know how scandalous it is, but it's definitely funny. Like I do have more of a scandalous one from like when I was 14 and 15 with my friend, Amanda, but the one that, uh, yeah, well, she, we were sleeping over at her house and her, they're the next door neighbor named, this is the scandalous one. His name is, oh my God, Brayden. And she had me be on lookout for her mom so she can go next door and do some adult things with him when she was 15 and I remember sitting there like, oh, my God, if her mom comes downstairs, what am I going to tell her? <laughs> like, I, I can't just say, like, I had to close the bathroom door and turn the fan on and just pretend she's not having a good time. And an hour and a half goes by, and I'm like, oh, my God, why is this taking so long? Because I'm 15, right? I'm like, what is going on? And I remember I crawled out the window, knocked on the garage, because I know that's where they're doing stuff. And I remember <laughs> knocking, like, are you guys done yet? You need to come back in the house right now. And she's like, Danielle, go away. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, it's thumbs up. Come on. Yeah, like, I was freaking out because I didn't want to. Her mom, a scary lady. And I was like, I can't. You just need to come back in the house. That's probably the most scandalous thing I've ever had to deal with. But the funniest thing I dealt with is when I was 19, I was in the club <laughs> with a couple of my friends. I was the only one that was in a relationship. And even if I'm drunk, I just... I can't do anything with people. I'm like, no, I'm taken. Let me just be silly over in this corner. And they really just wanted to dance a certain way with people and act a certain way around guys. And I'm like, I'm going to go step outside for air. The thing about me, though, (laughs) is when I'm drunk, I like to pet grass. Don't know why. It's just very soft. I went outside and I saw some grass. I'm like, this looks soft. So I was petting it. And I looked up. This is at 1.30 in the morning. And I saw, like, legitimately a doge, like, the Shibu Inu dog across the street. I was like, yes, I need to pet that dog. So I got up, stumbled. Like, he was really walking. This guy was just a fast walker. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't catch up. So a five-minute walk to the park that's five minutes from, from the club. I get there. I met up with him. Let me pet his dog. Thank God he wasn't a creepy person because that could have went south. And my friend calls me. So I'm petting the dog while I'm also petting grass at the same time. It's really weird. She, my friend's like, where are you? And I'm like, I left the club. And they're like, what do you mean you left the club? I'm like, I'm petting a dog right now. And then they're like, okay, you need to come back. I'm like, no, no. How about you come find me? And then I hang up. And they keep trying to call me. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you a clue. I'm at Montebello Park. So then they, they all come. This is 2 a.m. now. 
And I'm sitting there like Danielle, and I remember just yelling Polo. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't meet up with them. I'm like, come find me. And I was just running around the park drunk. Like, they finally caught me, and then they caught a taxi, and they're pretty mad at me. And I'm like, well, you guys were being a little bit of a hose in the club, and that's okay. I'm taking. You know, so I, I just I've, wanted to go pet dogs. Sometimes you just have to like. I'm one of those people like I mean I used to hang out with like all types of musicians and I mean I have so many I have so many stories and I've I've Mm -hmm. snuck out I've you know had the police show up I mean I've had like Mm. every scenario possible you think could happen and I've slept in a freaking um I met a guy at a club and I hung out with him and a bunch of his friends and some girls that I knew and I ended up sleeping in a crawl space (laughs) So there was, it was like, it was in, there was this bedroom, but then there was like this crawl space and it was like, I ended up sleeping in there with this guy that like I had, you know, met or whatever. And like, we slept in there because there was like a mattress in there, which was awkward. Like, I don't know why I was like, why I didn't think that this whole situation was awkward because I did in the morning yeah. when I woke up, like I was just, like, I fell asleep there and <laughs> I'm in a crawl space yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I come out and I'm like, what is this? Like, I remember talking to the guy who owned the house and I'm like, what is this crawl space? And why is there a mattress in here? And why did I sleep in there? And they're like, well, that's where you and I don't remember this dude's name fell asleep at, you know, after we were hanging out or whatever. And I was just like, who does that? I just slept in a crawl space. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, that's like what the best thing is about human life is just all the experiences and the stuff that happens when you're with friends or you're out and you just have these like moments that you remember. And I mean, I just love it. And I love the story where, you know, you were saying you left to go pet a dog and, you know, pet grass. Like you just were feeling that and you just went for it. And I'm the same way. Like I used to take off, (laughs) like when I would go to bars and stuff with my friends, I would take off and they were like, where in the heck did Heather go? And I would be, like, down the way, like, riding a bull, like, oh, I'm a cowgirl. Like, you know, it's like, they're like, what prones you to get up and do that? It was just, it was how I was feeling at the moment, you know? For me with the grass thing, I have a, when I'm drunk, everything feels really soft. And this one time in a club, this girl's hair was really silky and I touched it without permission, which never do. One, I got slapped, and she was like, don't touch my hair. I'm like, okay. And then a friend of mine was like, just pet grass. I was like, oh, that's smart. And it's just stuck. Even to this day, I still pet grass. That's awesome. Like, if that's I'm outside, awesome. I'm like, oh, it's grass petting time. I haven't to the point where I've been drunk for a while. But grass. when I used to drink, and I would yep. get – when I used to drink and I would get drunk, I would – I'm I, very yeah, flirtatious when I drink. And I'm very, like, I'm already, like, really, I'm already really outgoing already um, for the most part. And, like, I like to have a good time. I like to be around people that are Mm like-minded, eclectic, artistic. And um, when I get, when I get that vibe going or I get a vibe going with somebody and we're kind of on the same thing, like, it's just, we can just, um, you know, like, hey, do you want to go? do this or whatever. And I'd be like, sure. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm kind of, I would be very spontaneous when I, when I drink. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, like they could be like, let's go get tattoos. I'd be like, okay, let's go get tattoos. Just yeah, stuff like that. That's kind of, that's <laughs> kind of like he was. And, um, yes. you know, or I would take like somebody's hat off the dance floor and been like, I'm going to wear your hat or just, you know, all kinds of random things. But I think that's the fun part about the fun part about life. And, um, you know, this has been a yep. really awesome episode. I love chatting with you, Danny. Thank you so much for being here. And yeah, no problem. And um, where can the listeners Ooh. follow you on social media, on Instagram? Me. What is your hashtag, your, ta- your, um, your tagline? I with thank two you guys so much. On Once again, thank you, Danny. And make sure you follow our show on Instagram at Atomic Blonde Podcast. Make sure you check out our awesome playlist that I'm going to put together of Danny's songs and my songs for this week's episode. And be hot, do good things, and make your week magical. Thank you, Danny, so much.